Now I could record and still hear my audio. That's nice. <laughs> I love this episode. It is definitely my favorite. <sighs> How am I supposed to do this? Just do it. I thought this episode would be more candid. It isn't. It is infinite, isn't it? It doesn't end. Couldn't I really must be nearing death. Just exercised. Suicide. Again. What is it? I wish I could explain. It's a pain. I can't really locate it. It's more of your soul trying to just Here's a lesson. Uh -huh. Be more discreet. I can't. This is my energy. It follows me. That's irritating. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm so tired. Fuck humans. Fuck this planet. Alright. How long's it been? I can't measure that. It feels almost as long as the time that's passed since then. So how long did it take you to get back? Math. Fuck. Math. Adventure time. Parables. It's interesting. They have been putting parables inside of children's television for the last three decades. These prophecies. These hierarchies. They're gonna kill me. 
They're going to kill me via poverty. That's actually the only reason why I woke up from audio autistic in the first place. Because I died. Which way? Homeless. That's... That's why I woke up. I couldn't bear it. I was like... Skid Row? Why would I ever go to Skid Row? I must be out of my mind or something. By that time, of course I would be. Wood? That's what we're preventing. Well, I've been praying for a home for years, actually. Why not tell that story? Because I've told it in like 1800 different ways. 1800. Very small number in infinity. Touche. So, I wasn't really ready to move to LA, actually. I had a plan and everything. $10,000. That's also a very small number, isn't it? Not when you make like a thousand a week if you're lucky. Exactly. Lucky. I was lucky. And miserable, mostly, but <sighs> being a stay at home mother can be a tragedy, especially when your husband's an asshole. Yeah. Cook, clean, babysitting. Can't babysit your own kid. It's called mothering, nurturing. And, well, there's no clocking in and no clocking out. And there are certainly no breaks. So, you've been working all day. Cooking, cleaning, all of the above. And he comes home from work, and he says, What did you do today? As if you did nothing. Eventually, especially in this society, two incomes is just about the only way to sustain. So, get a job. Get a job. Okay. Then, babysitting. That costs money. 
it's almost like, well, honestly, it depends on the wage, but it's almost like half of your income goes to child care, so it's, it's the difference. Ugh, this culture is obnoxious. Have to let it out somehow, I guess. Yeah. It's depression. <sighs> Takes a lot of energy to be an entire city. Giving and taking takes a lot of energy to have a whole body. Why aren't you eating? Two words. Kayla Lauren. Well, technically, those aren't words. They are words. They're names. Names are words. So, proper noun or not. Fuck 115. 115. 110. 110. At your height. Apparently that's average. So. My body's like broken or something. Or something. Whatever it is. Fuck Skrillex. Yeah, and his whatever he stands for. Which is money. Okay. Fuck money. A vow of poverty? No. It's more like being forced upon me. When you're homeless, it's hard to work and live in a car. You're not getting enough sleep and then spending all your energy doing something mundane. Stupid, actually. It's not like I can't hold a job. Job can't hold me. It's beautiful, pretty. Oh, thank you for blessing me. That's what it is. I do thank God for everything, even though I am struggling. I have been. Pretty much homeless since I left Alaska. <sighs> Pretty much. Maybe that's why the last physical altercation we ever had, my ex-husband carved something into the side of my face with a house key after he ripped it out of my hands, actually. Because I was leaving anyway. But. Two things. He didn't want me to take my son with me. And. I guess the notion was quite clearly. That I couldn't come back. I didn't realize what he'd carved into the side of my eye. Until 
It was weird. It was like it wasn't healing. It kept throbbing and like burning like out of the Harry Potter movie in the series. So one day I looked in the mirror and I realized what it was. Well, I realized the shape and heal. It was the eye. Depends on what you're reading, what the eye stands for exactly, but it was weeks later by the time I realized it and didn't really think anything of it. I just kind of acknowledged that it was there and thought about getting it tattooed, maybe just as a reminder never to stay around somebody who hates you. He did hate me. I was honest about leaving. Maybe even a little bit mouthy. Because I made more money. I even went and got a second job, which of course backfired on me. I was, I was working for the feds, but my expertise was in the marijuana industry. <laughs> so my other job was bud tending. And my only relief from all that misery, every few weeks, I was raving every few weeks. But that's all I could afford to do, really. Alaska is far away, and there are no raves, really. Not in this city. I mean, lame ones. But. So. <sighs> I won't describe, like, the last few things that actually made me decide Fuck it, I need my own apartment. We'll split custody. And I was very upfront about everything. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. But I've never been like super good at keeping secrets anyway. Not when I figured that the truth will set you free. I don't like bad things. So. One of the only friends I made in my first EDC. We kept talking after, of course. And even with him, I was super honest. I was like, look. 
unfortunately, I'm still married with a son who I very much love and adore and who loves and adores me. He was like, okay. We'll just keep talking. Is this a story about cheating? No, I had already been cheated on. So, eh, what's the word I'm looking for? There are a lot of words I could use. So many times, so many times. And it didn't matter anymore. We were just co-living, co-parenting. Which is definitely part of the reason for my honesty. I mean, when you can smell the scent of another woman's shampoo on your pillow after working a double shift, obviously, there's no longer any place for you. So, cheating, it wasn't. But a friendship, it was, and that's exactly what I needed. I was like, hey, I'm moving to LA. He was like, dang, when? I was like, it's gonna take me about six months to save as much money as I would need to move safely to LA. LA is not really a safe place, especially in poverty. Especially in poverty. <laughs> in fact, it's like night and day. So $10,000. And lucky for me, I would keep the job that I already had because it was a global company. I could just transfer the position that I was in already. So that was my plan. Six months and I would stop raving. And even though we hadn't been talking that long, my friend was like, yo, I don't know you very well, but I know. <laughs> That is a sacrifice for you. Super crew. Because <laughs> I was already like, you know, fucking around musically. And he was <sighs> my biggest fan, actually. No raving, no eating out, no this, no that, and in six months I would be free. Unfortunately, I had my plan all written out, literally. <laughs> I think I even had it in a notebook, I was like, okay. I'm going to move to this apartment way across the city. You won't even have to see me except for on this day once a week where we switch custody. And, uh, yeah. 
that's the end of that. Let's just um, be friendly. And I won't go into detail. Not really. But between that time and this scar, which is still kind of visible if I look close enough, but I don't. I don't look at it. Sometimes it still does light up. It's some Harry Potter shit. But I'm working on it. It got dirty, dark, really ugly. Really ugly. Now where are we? Well, I had to leave. You don't just happily leave your husband on friendly terms in the only place he's really ever lived without me. It hurts his manly pride or something. So, I left. Quickly. Pretty sure I already told this part, but I did move in, mind missing my plane. I had some money saved. God, I remember this music. I remember this part. Vividly. It is weird because I've had it all my life, but the older I get, the more um, the more I can see things clearly. It's like a memory of already having done this, which is, I guess, being super creepy. But that's something I've been abandoning lately because. <sighs> further away I try to get. The more it's like he's punishing me. He keeps my son from me. Which I've learned to accept. But he's also still very angry. He harnesses this anger. And we were soulmates, so it still affects me. It's not like I could ever go back to somebody who, well, that's the thing. After he hit me, I did go back several times. It's what makes me crazy.
but I also don't have family, which is part of the alchemy that makes it this uh, growing homeless problem. Part of it. So. When I got to LA, I was still pretty frugal, only guest listing or going to events that were free. That was easy. Yeah. But this isn't about the day that I found Dylan Francis. My dad's birthday, by the way. Quite by accident. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I stopped believing in coincidences, actually, but the point is... I rented an apartment in Venice. My best friend Annie was supposed to come stay with me for a few weeks. And for those few weeks, she would help me with the rent. But in her regular Annie fashion, about a couple days before she was supposed to come. She was like, yeah, um, um, I don't have it, but we can still hang out. And it wasn't that kind of party. I was like, look, dude, it's not that big of a place. I am still looking for another job or two or three. If you don't have the money you promised, don't bother coming. So she didn't. And that was okay. But I was still struggling. I had no car. I didn't make it through the summer. I had a car in Alaska. And I was supposed to wait until the ice melted so that I could just drive it down. But my ex, he's got some kind of like small town gang affiliations or something. Because when I finally did move to a place, it wasn't across town exactly, but he still found me. My car was lime green. And people would drive by at night, try to scare me. I worked overnights mostly, but 
a lot of the time I was like doubling my shifts, so I'd get home strange hours. There was always someone watching. Sometimes cars would just park outside of my apartment and sit idling for hours. And it's true. One of the last things he ever said to me was, I belong to an organization that will kill you, bury you in the woods, where nobody will ever find you. His words are burned into my memory. Because, honestly, at that point in our relationship, I didn't believe anything he ever said, ever, about anything. I started to understand narcissism, pathological lying, everything. I started to understand the kind of person that I had been in love with, truly. We created three beautiful human beings, two of whom are no longer living. And maybe that's why I shouldn't be living either. At this point, I feel like I have more friends and family in heaven than wherever I am currently. Because it doesn't really feel like earth to me. It feels like some subdivision. Some weird apocalyptic pseudo-reality. Some people believe in simulation theory. I see it. Sometimes everything around is so robotic, it's almost as if it were programmed or something. But, luckily, thanks to Sunny, I have learned to ignore it. I am suicidal, but past depression. I can at least get out of bed every morning. Thanks to care, Kayla Lauren. My fitness goals are undying. So it's not a loveless world. Love is infinite. But be careful with it because it is in the nature of man to take advantage and it is also in his nature that when he is finished to dispose of it. So I guess it is almost romantic, but it's also quite environmental because everything that's happening to me has happened to this planet.
what happened next? I don't know. I guess I got stuck at Dylan Francis as a distraction from the Skrillex I was already in. Already in. Uh, so, show is going on hiatus. It has to. Because it doesn't really matter what I do. This dude's a legend. I have gone as far as I could have. Still can't escape the sound of Skrillex cascading through whatever environment I'm in. So I guess the only way to live is like deep in the jungle if I can get there. Because I am literally on my last penny. It really is hard to be homeless. I fortunately have overcome any inkling of what might considered might be considered to be mental illness. I am still heavily suicidal, but that's only because I'm penniless and homeless. So, I mean, like, I don't know many people that, you know, have to live the way that I live and don't have some kind of darkness with them. And it's, you know, it's fine. It's a balance. You get darkness with the light. But I try not to be as ugly on the inside as I am on the outside, so I consider myself to be an optimist. Not a supermodel, but you know. I think about suicide all the time, but I exercise and eat well enough to not actually do it. Plus, my son is still somewhere, even though my ex doesn't really let me talk to him. I guess that's his last little, you know, control complex. So, I've learned to love at a distance and the more distant that I get from electronics, the happier I actually am. I turn off all my notifications. I keep as few apps on my phone as possible. And I came here to finish the pre-release of the festival project, but I have gone through so much shit. <laughs> Just being a visitor outside of my country, which, trust me, I really did try to live in the United States. I tried to afford it. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried my hardest. I'm also on top of everything else, a writer, a musician, so none of that energy ever ceases to exist in me. Like, whether I'm working 8 or 16 hours a day, it doesn't really matter. I'm still writing. I'm still making music. That's what it is, but it does take a lot of energy being homeless and it is pretty much like living in the negative if you don't ever have enough to just 
so I don't know what's next. I don't know what's after this. I'm pretty sure that my ex's organization or whatever the fuck claims he whatever um, has some kind of ties. Somebody, you know, is listening to this. It's probably, you know, one of his friends or something because I posted a video on my YouTube months ago and then he didn't let me talk to my son for like weeks because it had a male friend in it. <laughs> and that male friend was actually helping me out like in an enormous way like helping me get on my feet and so he lashed out by just not letting my son talk to me he's, he's like a baby he's like a large baby and I mean like I guess I owe him my whatever <laughs> Because he voluntarily took full custody. He was like, no, this is mine. I'm like, okay, that's yours then. Um, guess I'll have to learn to love at a distance. So I did. I think of him every day. And when I have the money, I buy him gifts. And I even got to spend some time with him. But my ex is a shaman. He uses black magic. So I can't really ever live peacefully as punishment for leaving him or something. So the story goes. And well, if I ever successfully kill myself, then he's right about everything. I'm just a psycho bitch. But as I'm also learning, this is a commonality amongst musicians, artists, people who create things. We get called crazy and it pushes us further into creation. So I am thankful for my ex. I would never take back any of the things that happened except for getting punched in the face because now it makes it really hard to watch action movies. I'm so silly. <laughs> it's like reliving that moment over and over again. I'm like, ouch. But what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. And even though I've imagined this dimension where I actually really did get beaten to death by my ex-husband, probably, I don't know, but, you know, it drives the plot a little bit further forward, doesn't it? Because in that moment, I got up like magic and ran and... This story doesn't start with Skrillex, and it certainly doesn't end with Dylan Francis, does it? I don't know. But a lot of it does take place at insomniac events, because that has always been my, for the most part, happy place, or at least a place of refuge and as a scientist, because I am a scientist and I would so get a doctorate degree in some kind of fucking shit if I could afford it. Because <laughs> I love time. I like the elements of it. I am an alchemist, but I would love to turn all of the pseudoscience into actual fact. <laughs> and 
and in parentheses, and she did. But as far as me right now being super Cree, I, I don't want anything to do with it. I definitely, I mean, like, have less to do with Skrillex than I have ever, but not really. It's just part of the mix. Dylan Francis is, like, a distant memory, an imaginary friend, and somebody I'm also really, really grateful for just existing, just because he's hilarious. And music... That's the only kind of love I seem to get. So I consider every song a gift. I am extremely synesthetic, so, you know. Wow. Sorry, I shouldn't spend so much time looking out the window, because then something might happen to take my breath away, and it did, but, you know, still an optimist. <sighs> a universe means one song and the number of songs that have been created is truly infinite so one day maybe soon-ish ish My heaven is just listening to all the songs and watching all the movies that were ever made and all the television. Everything that was ever created. Not alone. Not alone. In omnipotence. Which means not away from the world, but with it. Existence. A hiatus. 43 minutes. And, well, I tried to end it at 42, 56. But I don't even think I got through any of the story. I didn't even get to any of the Skrillex. I fucking mean, the whole series is the Skrillex. That's not the end. 